Let me set the scene. Set the scene. All right. So palm trees. Yep. Right. Like a granite hot tub. Granite? Yeah. Okay. Like carved granite. Sexy. Oh, yeah, very. Next to me, sexy girl. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then through the gate walk two US Marines and their first question is, what the fuck are you two doing? Great. Welcome to I Spied, the podcast that is the inappropriate foot placement in a very crowded hot tub. Is that your hand? No, it's not. Oh God, it's mine. Hello there. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm a journalist, and I've got my mate Dave. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call you my mate Dave. Yeah, that'll do. That's okay. probably best. <laughs> David Callan, former ASIO spy. We've been talking all things ASIO yep. spy related. Mm-hmm. T- we've taken trips around the world, basically. We have. We've touched on how you knew a potential terrorist. Yes, I went to school with him. Went to school with him, of course, as you do. Yeah. How following a Russian ended you in a sticky situation. Some might say. What an interesting choice of words, <laughs> to use the word sticky. We didn't touch a thing. And also, our last step, we touched on files and who has a file. Who has a file. Now, what we're going to talk about today. Well, how you can actually literally get in bed with a foreign intelligence service. And you know what? This is, I feel like we've finally, finally reached the pinnacle of that Bond moment. I've, been, I've just been waiting for it. A bit of sexy. A bit of sexy. A bit of sexy. There's been no sexy. Scary sexy. Like, seriously, it wound up being incredibly scary sexy. Right. All right. Not scary, I don't want to be tied up and whipped like that sexy, like, holy shit, what have I got myself into now? Sexy. Amazing. I can't wait for it. All right. So one of my jobs, early jobs at the organisation was working in the mailroom. Uh, do you, uh, yeah. Now, do you need to call it the organisation or is that just your word? It's, it's, it's what we call it. Okay. Uh, you know, some people go, oh, we must call it the firm. Some people even call it bullshit castle. But I, <laughs> I just got used to calling it organisation spelt badly. Yeah. Because um, I think they spell it with an S. And not right? a Z. And not a Z. Great. Right. It's a little bit like the Labor Party spelling it without a U. I know. I always get that confused. Yeah, I do too. Makes me go, what, is it an American Labor Party? Anyway, yeah. I digress. So one of the jobs you did was you would take files or important communications to other embassies to foreign embassies so i would get a a document that needs to go to say the american embassy right i would fold it up put it in an envelope which i would then be sealed shut you know lick it seal it yeah and then you'd put it in a second envelope that was indian sealed what's indian seal indian seal is a special it's called a wafer seal as well and it's a special seal like a sticker that you put on but if you try to take it off it will fall apart it will just turn into hundreds of little pieces like, of paper. Like, so the, the paper will fall apart? Yeah, the actual sticker will just fall, apart, will fall apart. So the whole idea of securing intelligence, it isn't we're going to make it impossible for you to read it. Mm. It is we're going to know if you have. Right, okay. Right. So, so it's not like Mission Impossible where it has like five seconds is going to self-destruct. No, nah, because <laughs> the problem with that is if you're a slow reader, you just wind up with really hot fingers. <laughs> if you're dyslexic, yeah. it's not fair. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Crap, I have no idea what I'm meant to do. <laughs> Ethan, you're an idiot. I know. What would happen is I would then throw that into a briefcase that had a special lock on it and I would put it in the back of the mail car and drive from the ASIO building in Russell Hill in Canberra to the American Embassy in Yarralumla where I would then walk up, somebody would sign a receipt for that that envelope and bingo, 
job's done. Now, what kind of files would you be? Sharing? Well, it'd be like it might be a highly secure telecommunication, like a, a telex that was coming in from the United States that they didn't have a secure facility on site to deal with. So there, was there a lot of like this kind of sharing? Yeah, a little bit of it. Quite what a bit. Oh, there is quite a bit of intelligence sharing, particularly amongst what are known as the five eyes. So uh, America, Australia, England, New Zealand, and Canada. Yeah, I was going. Who's the fifth one? It's like oh, Oh, Canada. 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 Everyone forgets Canada. You know they're pretty good spies because everyone forgets them. I know. It's like no doubt, no doubt. Canada spying. Yeah, sorry. Here, what happened was I delivered a message, and this really pretty girl took delivery of it. And being the flirty kind of guy I was, I went, "Oh, hi, how you going?" She went, "I'm really great, thanks." (laughs) And Eventually, I said, Did well, she sound like a Muppet? Yeah, she was. It was, <laughs> it was Miss Piggy. Um, okay, great. <laughs> oh, Kermit. Um, no, she's, I sort of said, look, you're not doing anything tonight. And she went, no, I'm not. I'd love to go out for a drink. Let's go. And I thought, that's great. Yeah. Went out for a drink. That was really good. And we started seeing each other, and that was fun. Until she rang me one day and said, oh, my boss is away. Do you want to come over? I'm staying at his place. Right. And I thought, cool. I'll go, to your, I'll go to your boss's place. Sounds great. Well, I walked into a mansion. Yeah, well, I would Im- imagine. Now, I didn't know who her boss was. Oh, you didn't even ask that? No, nah, whatever. He's an American. Who cares? Right? And because I, this was a contact that I'd made with the embassy through work, mm. I didn't really bother telling work because they didn't really sort of like, I didn't think they needed to know. They knew I was in contact with this person. They had her signature on a receipt. Right, but don't, don't you have to divulge this information? I thought you had to. Yeah, you do contact reports. Okay, and you yeah, did but, not do that. Well, I, I didn't kind of do I didn't do it because, well, it was part of work. Right. That became kind of personal. I can see why you're constantly on probation. Yeah. Just keep in mind, (laughs) idiot. Yeah. Right. Uh, Young and dumb. And basically she said, why don't you come over? Walked into this place and it was literally like stepping into America. Did the toilets flush the opposite direction? They had the machine that made it go the opposite. They did not. No, they didn't. (laughs) But all the light switches were American light switches. All the fittings were American fittings. The kitchen was an American kitchen. It was just American. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, Now, don't forget, all embassies in the world are sovereign soil. Right. So if it's the Australian embassy in Beijing is a little chunk of Australia, the American embassy in Canberra is a little chunk of America. So you're safe. That's why Julian Assange was living in an Ecuadorian toilet. Yes. Because it was <laughs> literally a part of Ecuador. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing is, it, I don't think it extends to diplomatic residences, but they treat it as if it does. So, of course, this place had this fabulous hot tub. Mm. And she was like, let's go and have a hot tub. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I'm really enjoying the voice. Are we going to have this the whole ep? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, be sure. Because it's really not that sexy. I know. She was Betty Boop. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we jump into the hot tub. We were not sans clothes. We weren't being coarse or crass. And, you know, I like to take my time. I need to be wooed. So we're there. (laughs) And the next thing, two uniformed Marines walked in. Right. And my first thought was, oh, crap. The whole thing was... This guy, obviously, her boss was obviously pretty high up in the echelon. Well, especially if there's two Marines around. Well, the two Marines were there because we noticed the lights were on and thought, we better check what's going on. Oh, guys, it's fine. This is Dave and he's all right. He's he's a friend. Great, fine, fabulous. They they came back after they knocked off duty. We had a couple of beers, hung around in the the tub, and then they left. Right, so then you're hanging out with the Marines. Yeah, great. Hang out with the Marines. Yeah, whatever. It happens. And then it was bedtime. Aw. Yeah. 
Did you have a bedtime story? Is bed- <laughs> Let me get to the bedtime story. Great, can't wait. So anyway, go into the bathroom, brush my teeth, do what you do. Did you? Bef- yeah. Always. Did you bring a toothbrush? Doesn't everyone? No, that's a bit forward. There's like you're expecting that you're going to get laid. No, I I always have a toothbrush with me. That is fucking weird. No, it is not <laughs> fucking weird. That is utterly normal. It is, it is not. It is not even remotely normal. No, it is totally it is not. Normal. It is. No, I could go and get my. I've, I've, ever since I joined ASIO, I always kept a toothbrush. Okay, with dental me. hygiene is a thing. We get it. It's on your file. I had braces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pernickety about my teeth. Okay, I've even got floss. Oh my uh, gosh. But I didn't because I thought, that is getting a bit too forward. Yeah. Uh, just make sure there's no spinach. Good, I'm fine. So anyway, I walk out of the bathroom, I walk into the bedroom, and there is the girl with a chrome 38 snub nose revolver. Well, that escalated quickly. Pearl handled. Great. <laughs> I just like went, <laughs> I went, um, as you do, I mean, yeah. being the sophisticated guy, I just like went, um, <laughs> and she just went, I just found it in my boss's bedside drawer. And I went, okay, all right, something's going on. Yeah. Let me check something. So I walked around, and it was a it was an American king size bed. So, so massive. So there was a tram at the end to yeah, get yeah. from one side to the other. <laughs> it was the size of America. Yeah, so it was. It was the continental United States in bed form. I walked around the bed, opened the drawer, and there was another chrome plated thirty eight snub nose revolver with pearl handles. So they got a matching pair. Yeah. Bookends, you might say. Mm. Uh, and that's simply because it depends on what side of the bed I'm on when whatever threat I expect is going to come through the door comes through the door. And so you just grab your fancy pearl-handled I'm going to reach in, <laughs> reach in yeah. and point my alarm clock at you. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so anyway, I did what every sophisticated guy would do in that situation. went, I've got to go. You thought her voice was annoying. You wait till you hear my voice. I'm really sorry. And I left. Yeah. And that's when I put in the contact report. So you, did you literally just leave? Did you like see a gun and go, um, I, went, I think I'm going to go now. Yeah. And what did she say? She went, oh, really? <laughs> and I thought, gee, that voice is really going to strain Yeah, it's straining on me. Yeah. So, yeah. No, she was, uh, I basically said, look, I really, I, I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to be here and I've got to go. And she was like, oh, man, you know, it's okay. Um, no, it's not. I've really got to go. Yeah. And left. And, of course, first thing in the morning, I was in with my friends with internal security. Brian! Oh, Jesus. What have you done now? now? Exactly. I told him exactly what happened. And he just looked at me and went, you did know who the boss was, didn't you? Like, no. No. And he went, okay, you're sleeping with the personal assistant of the CIA station chief. (laughs) What? All right. And my first reaction was, okay, I'll break it off. And he was like, no. No, 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 there's no need for that. You you don't have to break it off. I just feel like you bumbled your way through all kinds of things, didn't you, really? I mean, really. You've only figured that out now. (laughs) We're we're like five eps in and I'm like, he just, he's an idiot. Hey, this guy is a... (laughs) He really wasn't good. No. That's, again, that's why Asia just like I let him talk because he's just so stupid. But no you literally him. bumbled your way into like yeah. really good situations for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what happened? Right. Right. Well, what happened was they said, "No, you don't have to break up with her." I mean, let's let's be honest. They're on our side. Mm. Really? Um, I didn't think they were on anyone's side, but the whole thing was okay. I'll keep going out with them. Well, we were going out, and it was it was okay. Did you finally close the deal? Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I cared about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we got that, that's the episode. Yeah, I closed yeah. it And deal. we're done. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did. 
I did in his bed. <laughs> I got over my aversion. <laughs> to guns. Oh, yeah. And then I was invited to the 4th of July celebrations at the United States oh, Embassy. Love a good 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here Mac we and go. cheese, hot dogs. Yeah, and that, it was. It was yeah. like, again, it was a little slice of America. And I walked in and there were the Marines that I'd gotten to know quite well, all done up in their uniforms. So it's, hey, boys. It's like, like, sir, yes, sir. Oh, you're on duty. <laughs> like, Chad, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, how's it going? Shut up, sir. Okay. <laughs> and... I walked up to the girl and went, hey, thanks for inviting me. And she's like, what are you doing here? And oh. I went, you invited me, didn't you? No, I did not. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then he walked up. Mm. Now, I knew he, I knew him. I never met him, but I knew him because when I was at his house, there was a photo of him shaking hands with Ronald Reagan. That should have been a giveaway. Wow. Yeah. Right. So he just walked up to me and went, we need to talk. And I'm like, okay. And we sort of went out into the gardens, onto the, the patio, and off into a discreet corner. And he turned around and went, I know who you are. <laughs> and you're like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a bad actor. Yeah, You've got I'm me. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take a long time to close the deal. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, do you know who I am? And I went... <laughs> Yes, I do. Now that's an American voice yeah. I can get, I can believe. Yeah. Well, if I did, yeah. hello, I know who you are. <laughs> you had a terrible accident in football, didn't you? And you got the ball in just the wrong spot. I did. No. So he basically turned around and said, it's over. You're not to see her ever again. And it was like, yes. So he basically God. broke it off for you, which he, is kind of good in some respects. You oh, close the deal. Now you got an out. It's like, awesome. oh, it, you know, I was pretty grateful. She was really clingy. <laughs> really, really clean. <laughs> is that shallow? No. Well, it is. I but, mean, you know, this, is, this is from a guy who likes to clean his teeth incessantly. Not incessantly, just after a meal. Okay, well, I mean, that's incessantly to me. Anyway. <laughs> You've got very good teeth for somebody who doesn't clean them. <laughs> Let us not devolve into it. Yes. An anyway, so he said, you're, you're not going to see her again. And what did you say? I just went, uh, okay. Fine. Mm. That's fine. And he went, now go and enjoy a beer and a hot dog because you'll never be coming onto this embassy's grounds again. And I'm just like, oh, double yes. I don't have to drive the mail car over here anymore. Uh, and basically I stood around. Uh, I'd met up with my old drama teacher of all people at this function. <laughs> and then I got stepped on by Margaret Whitlam. What? She was there. Right. Margaret Whitlam backed into me and knocked me sprawling and I sort of jumped to my feet and went oh I'm, I'm terribly sorry Mrs Whitlam mm. and she turned around and went it's the first time a young gentleman has ever apologised when I bowled him over and then you heard Margaret and the entire <laughs> crowd parted and there's Goff and oh. I'm like oh my god and Goff just turned around and went put him down you don't know where he's been <laughs> I was waiting for him to go but he followed me home can I keep him um <laughs> So, yeah, and that was it. I left the embassy, yeah. never saw her again. Wow. Never saw her again, never saw him would again. She, would she have been told? Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what the hell are you doing bringing that idiot into my house and where have all the bullets gone from my 38s? Yeah, but, like, surely she, like, they had an idea if you're driving mail across. No, because he never saw me. Right, it but she her. should have had an idea. Yeah, but she wasn't. Uh, that Chloe. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. So when it comes to files, I yeah. really want to delve deeper into this. Yeah. 
where do they go? And so there has to be like some kind of file sharing. Like we hear about this all the time, yeah. right? So the, the Americans have found something out about our government or, or other governments and they, they get shared. How does this kind of happen and transpire and who shares what and what information? Like there's so many questions. Yeah. Now let's go, let's let's break it right down to basic basic principles, mm. all right? This guy, the CIA station chief, yeah. uh, he is what's called a declared officer. Okay. So we will send spies overseas and we will declare them. We'll say, look, this is our ASIO officer. He's in London and he's here to talk to all of the other yep. Just keep intelligence organisations. No, yep. no, no, no. To talk to all the, the other intelligence, all oh, of your guys. He's the communicator. He's the guy that yep. can, walk the into the, can walk into the M- into MI5 and go, guys, we found this out about somebody and you really need to know. Okay. And it's uh, that way it's hand-to-hand. It's not us beaming a transmission that could be intercepted. Right, so... There's no WhatsApp for that? Well, yeah, we not back then. <laughs> back then, it was carrier pigeons and string with two cans on the end of it. Oh, great! So the whole thing was you'd have your declared officers, and then you've got non-declared officers. So they're the mm. ones that are actually there doing the the hands-on spying, and then you've got what are called knocks, non-official cover. So yeah. they go, they don't even go in through an embassy. They might come in through a company, like through a, an international company. They work for say. For what? And this is by no means say they work for an airline, but they're actually a spy. So they're actually on the ground working in the airline office, but they're running mm. intelligence operations while they're here. That's not official. That The Americans love that stuff. The CIA do it a lot. Yeah. Right? And I'm pretty sure we probably do as well. And then you've got the various intelligence officers like co-optees who are people that are approached by, say, the CIA to go, can you spy while you're over there for us? So there's all these different degrees. But we need to share that intelligence. Yeah. And we do. Right? It, it's common. Now, we don't share it all. Mm. There are some bits of intelligence we won't share. There's a great, great example. I was working in the registry, the file registry. It was one of my early, again, early in my ASIO career. And a British seconded officer. So she was working in ASIO. She was a British intelligence officer that had come to Australia to work in ASIO while one of our ASIO officers went over there. She was like the exchange student. I was going to say it's like an exchange student. Yeah. Right, so she was working and she came down and she wanted a file. Now, I pulled the file out, and but stamped at the very top on the front cover of the file is a little stamp that says Osteo. Don't give it to the British chick. Australian eyes only. Yeah, okay. Right, so that means that somewhere on this file, not the entire file, but somewhere on this file is a piece of intelligence that is for Australian eyes only. And I went, yes, yeah, I can't give it to you. Mm. And she was like, are you crazy? I need that. No, are you crazy? I need that file. I mean, do I mean, is she a Geordie? Like, <laughs> I actually think she was North Country, yeah. No, she wasn't. <laughs> um, she was probably really very slow. But she basically told me, I need that file. And I went, I'm sorry, I can't give it to you. And she went, I don't care if you can give it to me or not. I want the bloody file. <laughs> and I went, well, I'm really bloody sorry, but it's Australian eyes only, and you're not a bloody Australian. And she went, well, I'm really bloody sorry, but I'm a freaking intelligence officer. You're a little worm, and I want the bloody file. To which I went, well, I'm going to take the bloody file, put it in the bloody file, and you can't bloody have it. Like this. <laughs> and then we all started doing the... Um, Chimney sweep song. Right. Um, Because that's what the registry does. (laughs) Any old iron in your own. So I put the file away. And of course. So she was really upset about this. Very much so. Yeah. Lots of thunder comes down from on high. My supervisor was like, what are you doing? And it was like, 
It says Australianize only. It's an osteophile. She can't have it. She's not Australian. Yeah. Right? And the whole thing was the file then had to be taken away. It was sat down with the classifiers, which is a job I wound up doing. And we went through uh, – I didn't do the job at the time, but what would happen is if somebody – if there was something on a file that somebody needed to see but mm. wasn't classified to see, you had two choices. You bump their classification up. That's not too hard. Yeah. Or – you declassify the file. So the whole thing is we had to look at the piece of intelligence on that file and go, it's Australian eyes only. And why is it? Why is it Australian eyes only? And it could have been something as simple as it was a piece of intelligence that we gathered off another intelligence officer without their knowledge. Yeah, right. Right. So what basically happened was the classifiers found the little piece of osteo and went, no, nope, she's not going to see this, took it off the file. Mm. And, and gave just, her the rest. And gave her the rest. Okay. And then, of course, she turned around and said, but what about that one piece of intelligence? It's like, you don't need to see it. Yeah. You don't. You don't get to see it. See, now, I would hate that. I would ha- I'd feel like I'm left out constantly. Yeah, I'd, but I'd, you'd want to know. You'd you be don't. like, okay, I want to know, know what that is. That's the hardest thing with ASIO is yeah. that whole idea of going, you, you know. It's you want to know need, everything. It's the need to know principle. Yeah. And it's, I want to know. But it's not yeah. the want to know principle. It's the need to know principle. And the whole thing was that piece of intelligence was not critical to the work she was doing which was analysis anyway. So the whole thing is we were able to take that piece of intelligence off, give her the file, she was able to check the file, file comes back, piece of intelligence goes back on and it goes back into the stacks. And when we think about the files and intelligence and who has access to what, how how important a role are those files to, like the, the whole file sharing that we have in the five eyes, how important is it to the running of the world, would you say? The whole idea of intelligence sharing is we give each other the information we know that we so we can all operate in that sphere of influence, all right? So if I've got intelligence that is going to be... Oh, a great example. The best example, the most current example was Alexander Downer mm. getting drunk with George Papadreas or whatever his name was in Papanopoulos, whatever his name was, with Trump's foreign affairs advisor who was boasting that the Russians are giving us information on Hillary yeah. Clinton. This is the ambassador of, well, the uh, ambassador to the court of St. James. Mm. That's what we call the uh, the high commissioner to the court of St. James because we're members of the Commonwealth. Alexander Downer got a piece of what is critical intelligence. He then sends it back to Australia going, this is important. You need to look at this. Mm. And we need to tell the US. So then he then, like the Australian government then sent it on to the FBI going, we have information from a source that says that your presidential candidate for the Republican Party is compromised by Vladimir Putin and Russian intelligence. That's a great example of file sharing, uh, right. of information sharing. It's not file sharing, it's information. Information right. sharing. So what they've done is they've gone, we've found out a, a clue you need to know about. They then handed it over to the FBI and gone, we're just passing it on. So FBI, not a CIA? No, not CIA, because it's not foreign. It, that is not a foreign intelligence. Okay, well, why don't you break it down for me? Because we, we've got CIA. Tell us exactly what's going on. Okay, there are... Two main kinds of intelligence organisation. Your domestic intelligence okay. organisation, they're there to protect you, mm. right? So ASIO is a domestic intelligence organisation. The equivalent in America is pretty much the FBI, mm. though they, they also kind of tend to be like the Australian Federal Police. They're a federal body. Beyond their policing, one of the things they do is domestic security. So ASIO, FBI, they protect our assets and they, they defend us from spies. Mm. They defend us from the KGB, from any 
organization overseas that are trying to penetrate our security. Yep. Now, the flip of that is the CIA or in Australia, it's ASIS. They are foreign intelligence gathering organizations. They go out of the country and try to gather intelligence on our target countries. So ASIS might be targeting, say, I mean, Russia would be somewhere we target, China would be someone we target. The CIA, they not only do foreign intelligence gathering, they also initiate operations to influence political outcomes in countries as well. Yeah. So that's the difference. ASIO, FBI, internal security, CIA, ASIS, external intelligence gathering. But if it sounds weird to me because I, I don't think... When I, when I think about CIA and FBI, yeah. I don't feel like there's a lot of crossover. No, there's not. There I feel like be. they don't like each other. No, God, good God, no. Intelligence organisations hate each other. But aren't they on the same team and are they doing the same Oh, we're thing? on the same team. But you know right. what? Just because they're on the same team doesn't mean you have to like your teammates. Okay. And I mean, it's interesting because, you know, ASIS used to call ASIO spooks. ASIO used to call ASIS cowboys. So ASIS, you don't really hear that much. No, well, you're not meant to. They, they actually, they're the ones that have the word secret in their title. Okay. Australian Secret Intelligence Service. ASIO is the Australian Security Intelligence Organisation. Now, we would never have known about ASIS until I think it was Bob Menzies mentioned it in Parliament, mm. in passing in Parliament, and like it's Everyone mentioned was like, in Parliament. What is it? Parliamentary privilege. Boom. ASIS yeah. has now been revealed as existing. Before then, no one even knew it was there. And did did you not even know when you were in ASIO? Oh, God, yeah, we knew that. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was in ASIO after Menzies, Michelle. I'm not oh, that old. I get confused about how old you are. <laughs> Saucer of milk for Ms. Stevenson, please. <laughs> so ASIS. Yeah. Okay. I, and how many people would be in ASIS? Like what's... Uh, I don't know, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Oh, okay. That's it's the best that way secret. for me to put it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, so I really That wanna... really shut that conversation I know, down, it's, it? <laughs> it's so fascinating because, you know, ASIO is kind of like this thing that we don't know a lot about, but we can kind of... We know we, it's there. We know it's there yeah. and it exists. And now to know that there's a secret, secret club. Yes. Yeah. like I want to know more about that. And then there's even more secret clubs on top of that. Really? Yeah. There are 11 intelligence organisations in Australia. No way. Yes. 11? Yes. Look at you. I know, but how se- <laughs> there's so many questions. How secret does it go? It gets very secret. Okay. Now, the thing is, a lot of those intelligence organisations are defence. Yeah. Army intelligence, Navy intelligence, yep. Air Force intelligence. Oh, there's a misnomer. Um, oh, no, that's My really- dad was in the Air Force, so shut your mouth. I oh, know. And uh, the last episode we were talking about Dad's file. Yeah. Because Dad was Navy intelligence at yep. one point. So that's why they needed to know. And- Military intelligence is really high, hardcore, right? And then you've got Office of National Assessments, uh, mm. Andrew Wilkie, parliamentarian yeah. who blew the lid on the yeah. Iraq weapons of mass destruction deal. He was ONA, right? So Office of National Assessment. Now, ONA's got a really interesting job because they take intelligence from ASIS, from ASIO, from Signals Directorate, Defence Intelligence Organisation, Army, Navy, Air Force, a whole wall of wax. They roll it up in a big book. They basically put it all in front and go, all right, what's important? And they summarise it. So they're the guys that get all the information and try to draw the big picture. Yeah. Right. So you've got all these little organisations. Well, not little. ONA is actually quite a small one. It wound up being in the ASIO building and it was like half a floor of the building while the rest of the building was ASIO. So the uh, ONA are essentially a clearinghouse of intelligence. So you have all these private, well, these really small intelligence agencies that are operating. Yep. Surely they operate under one umbrella. 
ASIS comes under the Minister for Foreign Affairs and Trade. Okay. Uh, ASIO comes under, well, at the moment, it used to be under the Attorney General, but it's now under Peter Dutton. Do you not have an org chart? <laughs> like, do you know most organisations yeah. have an org chart? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely an org chart. there'd be an org chart. But org charts don't really work on podcasts, do they? No, but I want to see diagrams. All right. Um, I'll bring one in next. I'll bring in some <laughs> homework. Yeah, the whole thing is there are all these disparate arms. But they all and they all answer to different people because it was all under one control. And I mean, that's why I have a problem with what's going on with home affairs. Is you've got AFP, immigration, border control, and ASIO all under the one minister. That's too much concentration of power, in my view. Yes, and speaking of concentration of power, you managed to wrangle your way to I managed the to sleep with the CIA. Um, and <laughs> it was really just not what I expected it to be. It's not James Bond. It's kind of just a, an icky, awkward sort of late teens, early 20s romance that you didn't really want to be involved in. I feel like everything you say is kind of awkward, to be honest. <laughs> My entire life is just one big awkward. It was really good to touch on that intelligence sharing, though, and I'm sure we will look at that in more detail oh, as, yeah. as we go along because yeah, yeah. There, there's so much there for me to think about and kind of and and digest mm-hmm. that I, I really want to get more into it. But I think next ep, we're going to look at um, counter-terrorist exercises. And I feel like this is where you really, really became an actor. It was my moment to shine. And don't forget, you can subscribe, like and comment. We want to hear everything that you have to say. And please just even just buy a T-shirt. Oh, or a stubby holder. We got T-shirts and stubby holders. I don't think we do. Let's get them. Okay. Okay.